Hello everyone. Hi, it's Charlotte here for Top Tip Tuesday on Tuesday the 28th of July. How are you all this evening? I hope the title has come up of this evening's Top Tip Tuesday, how we respond to um, our children's emotions. So emotional regulation, that is what we are looking at this evening. Got one person joined. Hello, good evening. Let me just quickly do my hair, sorry. Okay, so uh, firstly, I'll read out the post. I'll start with reading out the post that I put online yesterday to um, introduce the topic for this evening. So, um, for Top Tip Tuesday this evening, we are discussing emotional regulation. Um, what it is and how we can support our children with it. Um, hi Joyce, how are you? So, um, this theme of emotional regulation is something that's really um, close to my heart, something that's been really important for me because in... Um, recent years I've really struggled with emotional regulation and um, and actually it's, it's come to quite a few uh, quite a few times I realized that I actually had no emotional regulation skills and um, and then when you do a little bit of I did a, a little bit a lot of looking at why that was and how I could um, relearn emotional regulation how, what I could do to um, learn new patterns of behaviour. So it's something that's been really um, essential for me to do actually in recent years. And of course, with when you have young children, there's nowhere to hide. You are at home, you're at home with them, or even if you're not at home with them the whole time, you just spend a couple of hours with them every day. You know, you um, they have a whole range of emotions and you are there and, and we have to deal with it, we have to manage it. As parents so it's something that's really challenging to do with young children and from what um, friends of mine uh, who are parents of teenagers have said it's also very very challenging with um, teenagers because everything is a trigger to us um, the way that we um, respond in stressful situations when we are parents how we respond to our children is how we will respond from an unconscious place and that is how we re were responded to when we were little, when we were, um, uh, when we were children. So that's the first thing to know, that our responses um, when our children are, when we are triggered, they are coming from an unconscious place and that's how we were responded to when we were children. So when we've got that knowledge, we know that we are going to be probably in an uncomfortable place when we are trying to support our children in emotional regulation, depending on how we were parented, depending on how we were brought up, depending on if we were brought up with our feelings validated, if we were brought up um, in a place where we could express our feelings, where we weren't distracted or we weren't shouted at or someone accepted our, our full range of feelings. If someone did that, then we're going to be okay to emotionally regulate our children and we're going to be able to stay calm and cool and calm and collected when our children are in crisis, when they're having a tantrum and what have you. Um, 
But for a lot of us, we're probably going to be coming from a place where it's going to be really hard for us to sit and be with our child and accept their emotions when they are in crisis. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about this evening. So, um, let's start with um, yeah, how we respond to our children's emotions um, will have a direct impact on their emotional intelligence in the future as children and as adults. So that sounds a, that's a big statement and it's a scary statement, but um, so many studies show this. So the, the way that we respond to our children now, that's going to decide their future relationships, how they interact with people, their emotional um, intelligence, all of those things later on in life. So we have a golden opportunity now with developments that have been made in neuroscience, with what we know more and more about the body, more and more what we know about the brain, we have such a great opportunity now in this generation to um, find the tools that we need actually to regulate ourselves and that's going to mean we're going to be able to support our children and regulate them. So where should we start? Um, the first thing is role modelling, um, emotional regulation and that literally means doing it ourselves. So um, the first thing whenever our children are upset for whatever reason or angry or whatever it is, is to validate their feelings. So it's, yeah, just, I can see you're upset. It's as simple as that. Not trying to shush them, not trying to distract them, not trying to stop them from having their outburst, having their crisis. Um, and this is really hard because we have lots and lots of things to do during the day. This is really, really hard because when you're trying to get them into the car and they're having um, a crisis, that's really, really stressful. When you're in a public place and they're having a crisis, that's very, very stressful. Um, but the best thing that we can do is to validate um, their feelings. And that's the first step. And we don't actually need to do, in the immediate moment, we don't need to do anything else other than that. Um, and if they, oops, if they, um, depending on the age, you might be able to hold them or not. Obviously, if they're a baby, you're going to want to hold them and comfort them. As they get into a Piccolini age group, that's a toddler age group, they may or may not want to be held. Um, my son, for example, when he's upset, does not want to be held. He he actually will will um, ask me to ask me to go away. So I can validate his feelings, but he doesn't want me. He doesn't want me to hold him, and I respect that. Um, and no matter how much noise he's making, um, because he's really, really upset, I just try and validate that I can see you're upset um, and be with him in that space and not try and take, take anything away, not try and fix in that moment. Um, the best thing uh, that I can recommend is, um, whether you're holding your child or not, just really slow down your breathing. Notice the changes that are happening in your body because the changes that are happening in your body in response to that upset, your child's probably having as well because they're upset and they're in that moment. So just try and slow down your breathing. Just notice if you can for a moment and, and with practice, you will get better at it. Not better, it's not the right word. With practice, you will get used to this and you'll be able to um, feel that tightness, that constriction either in your throat or your heart or your stomach or wherever it is. You'll notice that somewhere or maybe you 
clench your fists, you know, or your jaw, um, you know, all unconsciously, of course. And then once we start to bring our awareness to something, then, oh, this is interesting. I've really noticed that I clench my, I clench my teeth. And that's what I know. I, that's why I'm doing it a lot. Because um, I really clench my teeth. Um, and now I'm aware of it. I'm able to sometimes, not all the time, just remind myself to release release that um, physiological response because that's going to bring me back into my body and calm calm me down we're, we're thinking really about regulating the whole thing is about regulating the body firstly we've got to regulate ourselves because we're not going to be in a position otherwise to respond in a positive way to our children so regulating ourselves that's Firstly, getting used to identifying where you're holding that stress in your body. Just do a quick body scan. What can you feel when your child is um, upset or angry or having a crisis or outburst or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it? How do you feel first? Um, and then try and breathe into that. Really lean into those feelings of discomfort. And this is what we're going to ask, uh, we're going to invite our children to do. And bear with me, because I know this is going to sound really, really counterintuitive to um, lean into something that feels really, really uncomfortable. However, um, the reason for this is that we, unless we release stress um, fully from the body, these, the, these physiological reactions when we are upset, um, are going to happen anyway. It's a physiological response. Every person's body has a response in some way. Our role, our work, whether we are a parent or not, our role as humans is to allow the fullness of this physiological response to happen so it can dissipate naturally. The um, period of time that this response happens is 90 seconds. And that's when you're in fight, flight, or freeze, the amygdala, that part of the brain. Um, and what's really important is we, we feel into our body so we can um, allow all the physiological changes to take place in this period. So when that period ends, we can release it. You know, it's obviously going to be unconscious, but we can actually release it because our body um, has released that stress and then we're not going to carry carry on into the next scenario the next uh, the next situation what we do um, as adults is that we actually uh, unconsciously we we don't if we don't release properly then we carry on into other situations so then we end up with years and years and years of stress of repression of feelings or distraction or what have you and this is so interesting because when we look further now into psychology and neuroscience we see that so many um, issues with mental health are because we don't actually release what we um what we should be releasing naturally as mammals um there's a great example isn't it is the duck that like really shakes its feathers and goes crazy um after uh, after an upset and it shakes their whole body and that releases all of the stress and then they can just carry on and that's really what we need to do is literally shake all our feathers and shake our wings and get it make sure we felt it fully throughout our body and then we can release it um because this is what we're going to be role modeling to our children basically we are going to be inviting them to feel into those uncomfortable feelings in their heart in their stomach wherever they find it in their body um and then we won't be holding on to it and they're not going to be then carrying this throughout their life um for anyone who's just joined we're saying that um however we 
respond to our children's emotions when they're little is a, a measure, is a barometer of their in, emotional intelligence when they are older, emotional intelligence as adults. So we really have an opportunity now um, as parents of young children or however old your children are now to um, role model and to live and to breathe this emotional regulation as a gift to them so they can move into adult life and throughout their life being able to have this um, this resilience. And this, this ties in with resilience actually because emotional regulation is one of the... Um, study was saying that it, it's one of the key what's the word indicators the key factors in building resilience is emotional regulation so this is why it's so so important for um for us please bear me one moment So we're talking about emotional regulation, what it looks like in our bodies and what it looks like in our children's bodies now. So we've, um, what we uh, identified is that we need to feel our feelings in the, the fullness of our feelings in our bodies, um, lean into those uncomfortable feelings when we notice that we are upset, when our children are upset, the first thing to do is check in with ourselves and feel what we are feeling inside. You know, are we feeling stressed? Do we feel that as a constriction in our in our um, in our throat, in our chest, in our um, solar plexus is a thing for me as well. Actually, when I feel overwhelmed, it's really here in my solar plexus that I that I feel that. Um, and then moving to our child. So as as we said, as a baby, obviously you're going to want to be holding them when they're upset. There is you know absolutely no question. For a piccolini, um, as we explained, it gets more complicated because they may not want to be held when they're upset, but we can still validate their feelings. We can still be there with them, sitting by them, be close to them, um, so that they, they feel seen and they know it's safe for them to release what they what they need to. As your, your child gets a bit older, so moving into two and a half, three, this is when we can start um, talking about how they're feeling in their bodies after a period of upset. So in a very conversational way, it's not meant to be a lecture, it's not meant to be a sermon, it's not meant to be um, an inquisition. <laughs> it's just very much like, oh, when, you know, I felt so angry at whatever it was today. And when I get angry, I really feel it. It's this black sticky stuff in my tummy or whatever it might be and use a couple of descriptive words, a couple of adjectives, um, so that they're feeling in their bodies. Um, one of the things I said in my post, actually, is that particularly talking about books of feelings. And I was asked this question on uh, one of my workshops a couple of weeks ago about, you know, how do I feel about these emotion cards and emotion books that are really popular at the moment? And, um, and my answer is I'm a bit conflicted. Because obviously anything that gets us to talk about our feelings is massive progress from a generation ago. You know, the generation I grew up in, uh, I was little in, where we didn't talk about, about feelings at all and children, still children should be seen and not heard. And um, it was sort of brush it under the carpet and get, get on with it. You know, whereas now I've got a Persian carpet with so much stuff underneath it, I can't actually walk on the carpet anymore because I've buried so much stuff under the carpet for so many years. Um, so that's, uh, and it's a massive, pro it's massive progress that people are talking about their feelings. However, my, 
reticence about this is that we can't always compartmentalize our feelings into handy little boxes, a page, a description on, on a page, and go, okay, I'm feeling this, this, and this, because we're gonna feel a million different feelings in one day. Um, and as I said in my post, feelings are called feelings because we're meant to feel them. We're not meant to intellectualize them. We're not meant to um, uh, just read about them and then move on. It's the way that we really um, build emotional regulation and, and lead into emotional intelligence is by feeling what we're feeling in our body. And that means helping our children see that and helping our children see within us that that we're in touch with our bodies, we know how we're feeling when we're angry or upset. And then we can invite them to um, to participate in that conversation or just have that normal conversation and then when they're ready, they're going to participate. Um, but it's, and as you'll, you'll see as they get older, it becomes more, um, what's the word, more detailed, more complex. Um, so my five and a half year old is is quite eloquent now about how what feelings she has the color and the texture of the feelings that she feels when she's angry or upset obviously after the event when she's calmed down I don't mean during the event after the event um, and as I said before this is really really crucial because when they're in touch with their bodies and how they really really feel then we're in a place to go okay let's breathe into that that really black sticky stuff that you're feeling in your tummy or that hardness that you're feeling in your in your jaw which is what I said earlier is where I feel my tension when I feel stressed straight away is in my jaw um let's breathe into that and then we can breathe away that stress breathe away those feelings and really leaning into those feelings in our body so that the physiological response can take place the natural physiological response as a mammal has to take place because then we can release it and then we're not going to be holding that cortisol, that stress hormone in our body for the next incident or incident, for the next um, episode, for the next crisis, for the next 40 or so years. You know, that's not what we want to happen. We want to be able to um, show our children, actually, they've got all the tools that they need for emotional regulation inside themselves. It's not to be found in this book. Um, this book of, uh, of, of feelings or emotions, it's actually within them, that's what it is. And they have the power to self-regulate. And, um, and it's very, very simply done, it's just through breath, identifying where the feeling is and lean into that feeling through, um, through breath work and really slow inhale and exhale. And this is all role modeling ourselves, a really um, uh, effective way that I've found with my children is if I can feel that I'm getting upset and I feel I'm getting angry um, then it's very much I'll say I'm feeling I'm starting to feel frustrated with the situation I'm going to sit down and take some some deep breaths myself and that really really helps in two ways because one um, it genuinely does help me because I'm feeling where it is in my body. I'm thinking, okay, where am I feeling this? And I'm releasing it. And two, they're actually seeing me doing it. I'm not telling them to do it. I'm actually doing it. And then I can come back into the room or open my eyes if I'm still with them, you know, after I've done 10 deep breaths. And then I would have by then come out of my amygdala and I'll be back in my prefrontal cortex, which is the reasoning part of my brain. And I'm going to be able to respond from the best version of myself. So showing our children um, how we regulate in this way is really really easy to do and um, and really really effective because we're role modeling um, what exactly what we want them to do 
And excuse me one moment, my cat is yowling outside, so I'm going to let him in. If you have any questions, then do let me know. I'm just going to let the cat in. Here he is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so are there any questions about the emotional regulation? And is this something you're able to do with your children at the moment? Um, and also how one of the things we were going to talk about is actually the unlearning that needs to take place within us. Um, because unless we were role model this um, emotional regulation, it can be a really difficult space to be in, to actually um, want to lean into those uncomfortable feelings, those feelings of, I feel really, really angry. You know, we can be afraid to go there. We can feel ashamed that we're feeling angry. We can feel a myriad of emotions. So actually leaning into them can be a really, really uncomfortable space to be in. So it's really worth, um, being really gentle, being really compassionate with yourself when you're when you're starting this um, when you're starting this approach, because the first thing to do is to heal ourselves, and then we can support our children more fully and in in the best version of ourselves in the way that we want to. Um, I've got a great question here. What are the different types of descriptive words can we use? Should it be color related? Um, what I find, I think if you're a question at our secret lab, um, I find it useful. And this is a, this is a technique that I learned from um, Pema Chodron. She has written some, she's a Buddhist um, nun, and she has written some incredible books about um, emotional intelligence. There's a book of hers called Start Where You Are and um, Taking the Leap and Accepting Ourselves and Others. She's done a whole range of, um, uh, of books and she and I learned this technique from her in actually feeling the uncomfortable feeling and that's um, the texture of it and um, the colour of it and that's what really um, works for me and that's what I do with the children. I don't think it necessarily needs to be colour related but that's the technique that, uh, that I adopted and... Um, and works really well for me. Pema Chodron, what I'll do is when I post this afterwards, I'll write her name in the, and she's on um, Instagram sort of periodically, not regularly, but you can find a, a list of all of her books on, on Amazon. And um, in terms of uh, cultivating self-compassion and dealing with these really strong feelings that we have, um, she's really, really incredible. And it's in a very, very accessible way. It's not in... Um, in a way that I found intellectually challenging. I just found it very, very compassionate and very accessible for me to practice, um, you know, in, in, daily, in daily life. Um, so in answer to your question, I don't think it has to be colour related, but that really, really helps to give as many descriptive words um, to it, like, you know, crunchy or sticky or scratchy. Scratchy is one that always gets me as well. Um, and uh, the the black tar really, really works for me if that's what's in my solar plexus when I'm feeling really overwhelmed because I just get the sensation I can't get it off my fingers. So um, I think what's more important than the words themselves is what works for you. So you're going to feel really comfortable 
in saying this out loud, expressing it to your children in a way that's going to resonate with them. Um, it's, I think it's more important that it's whatever you're saying is, feels natural to you, if that makes sense. Thank you for your question. So unless we have any other questions, we can do a little recap. Just check on my notes that I haven't missed anything. Um, yeah, it's all about feeling, leaning into our feelings and feeling them rather than trying to make them go away. And um, it can seem really counterintuitive and it probably isn't at all what we learned. It probably isn't at all what we were brought up with. Um, but the, uh, this breath work, this deep breathing, and there's different types of breath work that you can do. Um, if you Google death breath work, then there's a, a huge range of things that you can do. For me, what really works is having um, four counts in on the inhale and then um, eight on the exhale. So whatever you inhale in, you double it for the exhale. And this really, really um, slows down everything in your body so your physiological response is one of just calming this regulates the system because there's the vagus nerve which controls everything in your body in terms of physiological responses and what we're doing is we are calming down the whole system by doing breath work and so there's the uh, double the exhale to the inhale that's one technique and then another technique is is holding so you could breathe in for four hold for six or seven, hold the breath in, and then exhale for eight. That's another one that's really effective. So you can play with both and see what works for you, and different ones might work in different situations. With children, initially, um, with my children, I'm just supporting them in inhaling, exhaling slowly, and starting to extend that exhale a little bit, long, uh, a little bit longer. But bear in mind, they're only three and five. Um, and also that this is a the other thing to bear in mind that this is a long, long journey. You know, I'm 43, so I've got 43 years of um, emotional dysregulation to undo. So it's a really, really long process. You know, I still get triggered. I still um, lose my temper sometimes. All of these things. It's all part of a of a journey of healing, of getting to self, getting to know myself better. It's, it's all uh, this journey. It's not a quick fix. This is a lifetime's work. And the great thing is, because we're doing with our children now, doing this when they're age, you know, three or five or even 10 or 15 is amazing because they're learning this essential life skill now as children. And then they've got the whole life in front of them to perfect it and adapt it and find out what works for them. So doing it now as uh, when they're little is so it is immensely valuable um, to them and so much easier <laughs> to do it for them now because they can just grow with this innate trust in their bodies, um, this innate wisdom. They can trust in their inner wisdom because we're sending them a really powerful message, um, age three, age five, age eight, age 16, that they have all the tools that they need within themselves to self-regulate, that they don't need these external um, calming techniques. They don't need um, to be distracted by food or alcohol or whatever else, shopping or whatever else it is. You know, this is these are really powerful skills um, when we can really 
imbue our children with this sense of, of personal power that um, they really do have all the answers inside themselves. Um, and that's why I'm really, really passionate about it because this has been a really difficult journey for me, emotional regulation. Um, it's not something that I feel I'm even halfway there with yet. And I, um, and my children, I know, are going to have their own struggles, right? You know, and you can't make everything perfect for them. But we, and we're talking about resilience in this, um, in the film series we're doing with Yoga House and Greens. And one of the, as I said at the beginning, one of the key indicators, the key factors in building resilience is this ability to um, regulate one's own emotions. And, and so this really, really is um, an essential life school because we don't know what life is going to hold for our children. Um, and if 2020 is anything to go by, by how completely crazy the world is and how much we've had to draw on our own um, reserves of inner strength and courage and resilience you know, who knows, the future could be made up of all of these 2020s again, but different challenges in different ways. And it can be so beautiful if we can give our young children now these these gifts of, of, of self-regulation so that um, they're going to be able to cope with whatever life, life brings them um, and the world brings them as the world becomes more unstable or perhaps more stable, who knows? who knows what the future holds, but we do know that um, we can control our, uh, our responses if we practice and if we're compassionate with ourselves and if we can commit to, um, to always seeking the answers within. Um, that's, what, uh, that's what I really feel that we can make a difference with in, in, our, children's, in our children's regulation, in our children's lives. Excuse me one moment. If there's any more questions, then please do come in. So, unless we have any more questions, we'll just go over the um, main points. Um, emotional regulation is a really key life skill. How we respond to our children's emotions now is a direct, there's a direct correlation to that and their emotional intelligence as adults. So let's use this opportunity to teach healthy um, emotional regulation now. Um, uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is to, as a, a first step, whenever we are dealing with an upset um, child or an upset us, is validate our feelings. So with our child, I can see you're upset. All of those things, so validating. Don't say it's okay or you're fine or whatever, any of those things. It's validating the feelings. A very, very powerful message to say, basically, I see you. I can, I can see that something's going on for you at the moment. And then you can either hold them close if, they want, if they're a baby or a young child. You can hold them close. If they don't want to be held, just stay as close as they'll let you so that they can feel safe, so that they know that you're there to support them. And actually is a really important point is that this self-regulation, emotional regulation is a collaboration with us as parents. It is not, um, and I had this question in, in the yoga house event a couple of weeks ago, it's not the same as self-soothing. It's not expecting our children to just get on with it and manage their emotions. They cannot do that because they, their brains are not yet fully developed in terms of emotional regulation and impulse control. They cannot control their emotions at the moment they cannot regulate their emotions at the moment, so we must do it in partnership, in collaboration with them. 
the most powerful way is role modeling. So we can firstly evaluate their feelings. If we are upset, then we show them that we are using breath to calm ourselves down, that we are seeking calm space, that we are saying, I feel upset now, so I'm just gonna take some deep breaths. So they are seeing how we do it for ourselves and they'll see unconsciously that they can do it for themselves as well. Um, we encourage a physiological response because once there is a physiological response, then our body can release the stress and then move on. We're not going to be holding that cortisol in the body um, indefinitely. So it's really important that they feel in their bodies. We can use descriptive words to say how we feel when I'm angry. I feel like I've got a black sticky stuff in my tummy or whatever it might be. Um, you can focus on the color, on the texture, where you feel it on the body, in the body, so that they can notice and lean into those uncomfortable feelings, not be scared of them, and then naturally their physiological response will happen and will release. It's not going to be carried on into the future. Um, and the last thing is, yep, this is a learning journey for us as parents, and this is really an area for us to be really compassionate. We may not have had any role modeling at all of um, emotional regulation, so we may be living our adult lives completely dysregulated and out of touch with our bodies. And this, what I'm talking about this evening, may be a completely alien concept to you of actually feeling into our bodies and, and um, feeling into those uncomfortable spaces so we can release them. Um, we may have been taught to ignore our feelings or not talk about them or not focus on them. But actually what we must do is really, really feel them in our bodies and then we won't intellectualize them. We won't go into our heads and try and rationalize them. We want to fill them in our body and then they can release. So I hope you've all enjoyed this evening's session. Thank you so much for joining me. And this weekend at Yoga House in Greens at 7.30, we have the second film in our special film series in uh, collaboration with Yoga House, as I say, in Greens, about building resilience in early childhood. This second film in the series is a documentary called Edison's Day. And Edison's Day is about a little 20-month-old boy called Edison who has his home prepared in a Montessori way, a way that promotes his um, capability, his autonomy, allowing him to follow his interests and do what he needs to do. This is a really fascinating documentary and the reason I've chosen it for the second film in this series is it shows us how capable young children can be when, um, we, when we allow them to, when we can trust them. It shows them how they have a great many interests and how easy it is actually to follow their interests when we can prepare their environment in a really simple way that they have everything that they need in their fingertips. And it also shows what a sense of um, contentment can come from, um, from preparing an environment in this way as well. So please do join me at Yoga House in the Greens this coming Friday, Friday the 31st of July at 7.30pm. If you can't make it to the film, then we'll be, we will be broadcasting the discussion after the film on Instagram Live. So that'll be about sort of 8.15 on Friday evening. Thank you all for joining me this evening and find out more about me at enrichingenvironments.com. Follow me if you're not also if you're not doing so already and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Bye bye.